everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live. Can't live without you, Jesus. Can't live without you, Lord. There is just no way I can live without you. Can't live without you, Lord. Can't live without you. Church, 
Kingston, North Carolina, USA. I'd like to welcome you all once again to another edition of Teaching the Word, where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. Can't live without you, Lord. Can't live without you, Lord. Can't live without you, Lord. Once again, in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our strength and our redeemer, our very present help in times of trouble, uh, we'll thank God today for another opportunity to worship the true and living God. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that we just finished our most recent topic entitled, It's a Big Deal to Be Saved. It's a big deal. Thank God for so many things that he shared with us, so much food for our souls, uh, words to encourage us and to strengthen us. And now we're going to move on something the Lord actually gave us about four years ago. And uh, we're just seeing the Lord uh, have us to, to, to develop and to teach on this particular topic, simply entitled Make Yourself. Make Your self. You know, uh, in this walk with God, we're not always going to be asked to do things that we like or asked to do things that uh, we feel should be done. But a good soldier, a good son, a good athlete, a good worker does what is required 
of him or her, regardless of um, sometimes personal feelings that, that may try to get in the way of the orders that have been passed down. You know, we have to uh, yield and submit ourselves to God's greater self. And as we uh, make a practice of that, uh, we're going to see by and by the benefits of uh, yielding to the voice, the will, and the direction of our Creator. We're going to look at capital A in our outline, an ark. An ark. We're going to look at Genesis chapter 14 and uh, prepare ourselves to be blessed very well in the name of Jesus Christ. We'll make that Genesis chapter 6 with a special focus on verse 14. Genesis chapter 6. Genesis chapter 6, with a very special focus on verse 14 from the New International Version. Our scripture simply reads as follows. So make yourself an ark of cypress wood. Make rooms in it and coat it with pitch inside and out. Once again, Genesis chapter 6, verse 14 from the New International Version, God said to Noah, make yourself an ark of cypress wood. Make room in it and coat it with pitch inside and out. Capital A, an ark. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we pray again. We thank you, Father, for this close of another day. You have graciously allowed us, your little children, to experience it, to partake of it. Father, we appreciate you. This is the day that you have made. You've given us health, life, strength, food, clothing, shelter. We acknowledge you and we exalt you, Father, for you alone are God, and beside you there is none other. Father, as we search your Holy Scripture one more time, we humbly ask for your revelation, your insight, and your knowledge. Illuminate our hearts and our minds with your 
good, pleasing, and perfect will that we may understand your logos and rhema word. We trust, Father, you're going to do these things for us as we are touching and agreeing, asking in the name of your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, that God's people say, Amen. An ark. An ark. Make yourself an ark. Make yourself that which, without rain or without floodwaters, has not too much use. It's not a lot of use for an ark with plenty of room and plenty of rooms without a flood. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? God will often ask you and I to invest in that which looks like it makes no sense when we are investing in it. Let me say that again. God will often ask you and I to invest in that, to build in that, to participate in that, which looks like it makes no sense at the time that we are investing in it. An ark, you know, an ark. It hasn't even rained or an ark, and it had, there's no flood. An ark, what is the sense of that? How many times have you gone out on a sunny day? But before the day was done, a torrential downpour, the heavens opened and rains began to come, and you wished you had brought your umbrella. You wished you had put your raincoat on. You wished. In other words, that which looked like it made no sense at an earlier stage, now we wish. an ark, symbolic of that that men and women wished they would have been building, wished they would have a ticket to ride on, wished when the rains came. God knows when the rains are coming. Just, Just keep that in mind. We have weather men that do their best to try and, come on somebody, predict when the rains are coming. Sometimes they are right. Sometimes they are wrong. God says, I know when the rains are coming. God says, I know when the storms of your life are coming. God said, I knew that Egypt was going to suffer the famine. But I spoke to Joseph ahead of time so that preparations were made for the famine. God wants to speak to somebody today and to prepare you for what he knows is coming. Whether your generation knows it or not, whether you know it or not, whether your so-called friends know it 
or not. God wants to speak to you about what he knows is coming. Understand that that whether you realize the importance of the word of God being sown into your spirit, into your soul, or not, God says, I know what trials are coming your way. There are some of you under the sound of my voice that if it wasn't for the word of God that had been sown in your heart and in your mind, you would have lost your mind. A long time ago. There are some of you under the sound of my voice. If it had not been for the word of God, that by his stripes we are healed, when that sickness came, it would have overtaken your body. Make yourself an ark. God says, make yourself prepared for what I know is coming. Make yourself. Make yourself. God is a God of preparation. And the closer you are to God, the more prepared you will be for whatever comes your way. People that are not prepared are people that have not listened to God. We're about done, children of God. I don't think we need to spend too much time on this. Bible says in Genesis 6 and 9, this is the account of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked with God. Now, 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 see, when you walk, God said, when you walk with me, I'll let you know when to watch your step. Come on, somebody. You're a mighty cold soldier. If we're walking together and you see a ditch, you see a pit, you, you see something dangerous, and you don't warn me, my, my spirit goes to about, I guess about 10 years ago, I was with some of my young sons and daughters that invited me to Nigeria. Just a pastor, young pastor, whole flock of young people, whole flock of young people in his church, and oh, I enjoyed those young people. I mean, young people, early 20s, on fire for God. I'd never quite seen anything like a young pastor, on fire for God, whole flock of congregation of young people, just on fire for God and they had called me to come down to Nigeria. I went down to a place called Abba, Nigeria. Now, understand that in, in Africa, sub-Saharan Africa, when it gets dark, good gosh, it is dark. You don't have no whole lot of street lights. You know, it's dangerous enough trying to walk in many parts of Nigeria, many parts of Africa in the day, let alone when it gets dark, and then let alone let it rain. Oh, my gosh, that makes for the perfect storm. So I'm out. You know, getting ready to go to program and had to walk from my hotel a short ways to the venue to preach. And, you know, I always marvel at many of my, especially Nigerian brothers and sisters, I'd be asking, how can you all see in this darkness? Ah, Apostle, we are used to it. We, I'm like, I can't see nothing. And I'd be having to carry a light in my bag so that when it get dark, I can put the light on and be seeing because I can't see, man, I'll step in something, step on something, fall off something, just all kind of all kinds of foolishness that you can't imagine. Well, I didn't have my light this night, and it was dark. I had to get to the venue. And it had rained and was raining. And I'm trying to walk and trying to see. I can't see nothing, children of God, hardly. And I'm walking, the pastor's like, ah, it's a possibility, it's okay. 
follow me, follow me. So we are where they step, I'm trying to step. I mean, I'm just like a little bitty baby out there trying to see, and they moving. And I don't know what possessed me. I, I guess the devil jumped in my mind. I decided that I won't go step where they were stepping. I'm like, you know, I'm the pop around here. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna step somewhere else. So they had stepped on a particular place. I decided I saw something that looked like it was very, very stable and very, very secure to me. And I decided I wasn't going to step where they had just stepped. I was going to step over here on what I thought looked secure. And when I started stepping there, they in unison hollered, no, apostle. And little did I know that what I thought I was stepping on was nothing other than a hole maybe about two feet deep, filled with sewage and filled with uh, the, the, some of the nastiest stuff known to that I had seen. And sure enough, I stepped, and it was too late. They were hollering, no, apostle. And I stepped, and children of God, almost my leg went down to over my knee in this mess. Had to preach. Still had to preach. Still had to carry on. And I mean, they got me up out of the hole. I was just so upset. You know what I'm saying, Apostle? We tried to tell you. I was like, I know, I know. It's my fault. Feet stinking, shoes stinking, socks, pants, everything. But I had to go preach. You said, Apostle, what you driving at? They tried to warn me. Some of you all under the sound of my voice, we're trying to warn you. We're trying to warn you not to step right there, not to go that way. Don't do it like that. But some of you ain't. There's apostle. I'm talking about me now. I'm talking about me too. You done decided you're going to go off the reservation. Decided you're going to go off the beaten path. And my reward or punishment for my rebellion was a stinking leg and foot and pants and all of that. They tried to warn me. They knew that where I was stepping was not a good place. When we walk with God, when we walk with God, he will warn us against stepping in such wrong and bad places. Noah walked with God. At a time, the Bible says, when the earth was corrupt in God's sight and it was full of violence. God saw how corrupt the earth had become. Now, what the people of Noah's day may not have, just like some of us today may not think things are that bad, then God says, why am I calling it a wicked and adulterous generation? Some of us today may not think that things are that bad. Why does God keep saying that you are living in perilous times? Some of us may say, ah, oh, come on, apostle, it don't take all that. Why does God say that because of the increase in wickedness, the love of most has waxed cold? Some of us say, oh, it's, it's okay, it's okay. God says in the last days men will be lovers of pleasure, lovers of money, lovers of themselves. You say, Apostle, what you driving at? What you driving at? If you don't listen to what God and the Spirit is saying, you will be deceived by your generation. 
God says if you continue to be deceived by your generation, God says you too will be destroyed with your generation. We about done tonight, children of God. People of Noah's day, ah, they didn't think it was that bad. Why is Noah overreacting? Why is no? Why don't you just take a chill pill? Some of you all understand my voice, Apostle Brian. Why don't you just take a chill pill? I don't want your chill pill. Tell your mind, you take your own. Tell you, take your own chill pill. I ain't taking no chill pill. If God has not given me a chill pill, I don't want no chill pill. It's not time for chill pill. It's time to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. The scripture asks a question that if the righteous are scarcely saved, what shall become of the ungodly and some? You take your own chill pill. I don't want your chill pill. I'll spit your chill pill out. <laughs> Praise God. So God said to Noah, now, now we, we understand that when we walk with God, God will warn us. When we walk with God, God will say some things to us. That he's not saying to everybody. He might say it to us to warn everybody, but you, I encourage you, you better make sure you get God's message. Paul said, look, I don't want to mess around here and preach to others, and I myself become a castaway. You say, Apostle, what you got now? Understand that God's message for your generation is a message for you too. I'm hearing God in the spirit that if Noah, if you don't make this up, you're going to be in trouble along with the rest of them. What about done, Zane? God said to Noah, I'm going to put an end to all people. For the earth is filled with violence. Because of them, I am surely going to destroy them and the earth. So make yourself an ark. God says, be ready for the devastation that I'm about to bring. God said it to Noah thousands of years ago. God is saying it to the church today. In fact, I preached at a church years ago in Nigeria, and the name of the church was Christ, the Ark of Salvation. It's an ark. It's an ark. And what is an ark? What is the ark symbolic of? It's symbolic of that which you have done for yourself with the help of God that saved you from the devastation of God. Our salvation, you still got to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. Yes, Jesus died on the cross. He shed his blood. The Bible tells us without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. All of that is true. But you still got to confess with your mouth. You still got to, to, to believe in your heart. You still got to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. You still got to study to show yourself approved unto God. You still got to draw near unto God, and he will draw near unto you. You still got. You still got. Make yourself. You still got. God said, I done told you about what I'm going to do. I done told you exactly how I'm going to do it. I done told you, but you still got. Keep in mind, child of God, there's a you still got in this thing called Christianity. Sometime I've been wrestling with going 
back on missionary trips. Been wrestling, been wrestling, you know, because I like the way God got things going right here. Pastor Robert, you still got some folk around the world that not only need to hear you, but need to see you. God said, Robert, there were some folk that not only needed to hear Jesus, there were some folk that needed to see him. There were some folk. There were some folk. That, you know, remember the, wish, the woman that had the issue, the issue of blood for those 12 long years. It wasn't what Jesus said that healed her. It was his presence. She touched the hem of his gum. Come on, saints. We're going to close. We're going to close. God said, Robert, there's some folk in some other countries and some other nation that you need to touch. That you just need to touch. I told you you will lay hands on them and they shall recover. You can't lay hands on some of the folk I got for you to lay hands on from Kelston, North Carolina. Well, thank you, Lord. Make yourself an ark of cypress wood. Make rooms in it and coat it with pitch inside and out. This is how you are to build it. The ark is to be 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, 45 feet high. Make a roof for it and finish the ark to within 18 inches of the top. Put a door in the side of the ark and make lower, middle, and upper decks. I'm going to bring floodwaters on the earth to destroy all life under the earth. Every creature that has the breath of life in it, everything on earth will perish. Now, that's everything. That's not in the ark. That's everything and everybody that's not under this protective custody. You say, Apostle, what you got in there? Christ is our protective custody. Everybody that's outside of Christ, be destroyed. Get yourself into Christ out there under the sound of my voice. Just like at the appointed time, God had to tell Noah, get yourself what? Get in the ark. Get your, this is the appointed time. God eventually had to let Noah know, look, it's time to get up in that ark. It's time. To, you out there on the sound of my voice, I don't know what you went to. I don't know what you've been doing running around. And what you, it's time for you to get yourself saved. It's time for you to get yourself on in the family of God. It ain't time for running around. It ain't time for playing around. It ain't time for looking around. It's time to get yourself in Christ. Keep on down, children of God, to verse 22. Noah did everything just as God commanded. Now, you all know the story just as well as I do. Noah was saved. So was his family. So were the animals. And so were the possessions. So was that that God had destined. So shall it be in your life in Christ. So shall it be in your life in Christ. What God has that's who God has destined to save in your family, they in Christ, they shall be saved. What God has destined to save out of you, it's in Christ. In Christ. Make yourself. There's a job for you and I in this thing called Christianity. There's a job. There's a job. If you want to be saved, do the job that God has called you to do. Know your job. Make this art. That's if you want to be saved now. If you want to perish along with everybody and everything else, then don't make the art. You have to understand my voice. You, you don't want to be saved. You, you want to 
go and spend eternity in the lake of fire and burn and sulfur with everybody that's outside of Christ? Go right ahead. God is giving an instruction to you, for you, and sometimes even through you, that you might be saved. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, again, we thank you, we praise you, we exalt you, we magnify you, we appreciate you, Father, for everything that you have shared with us. We pray, Father, these words of yours will stick to the hearts and minds of your people and that Christ, who is the ark of salvation, someone will get on board this evening in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ. Someone will confess with their mouth and believe in their heart the Lord Jesus and that God has raised them from the dead, that they may save themselves from this wicked and adulterous generation. We pray, Father, that at the preaching and teaching of your word this evening, your family, your kingdom has expanded, has grown, that souls are still coming in, Father. We know that you are not sending your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, until everything has reached its fulfillment. We pray, Heavenly Father, that, that as your servants have done your will this evening and done what has been commanded in your word, that we are being brought closer to uh, the fulfillment of your prophecies and your promises. This is our prayer. We count it done in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our strength and our redeemer. Uh, amen and amen. Uh, three questions for the saints. What do we got? One. What will happen to us if we... Uh, are deceived by our generation. What will happen to us if we are deceived by our generation? Question two. Come on, somebody. Uh, what is the ark in our message representative of? Explain. And question number three for the people. Well, let me let me go like this. I'm going to go a little deeper than that. Um, what were three characteristics of Noah that allowed him to be saved? What were three characteristics about Noah? Make that five. Change that to five. Really, open it. Five characteristics of Noah. That caused him to be saved. Since you can reach us through email, it's christensarchurch at gmail.com. Check out our website at www.archurch.com backslash member backslash backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Spreecast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 a.m. 7 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444 and try D17959. On Spreecast, type in Robert Bryant on YouTube and the Chris and Sarah Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryant on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our TalkShoe homepage. God bless you and heaven smile you in Jesus' name. Amen. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.